Hey, what's going on, guys? So welcome to episode 118 of Latino Vegano. And today's story time. Today, I just want to share with you guys a story. Uh, so how I was able to spend four days trapped inside a car in one of the main roads in Panama. So today, I'm just going to share with you guys a little story. So stay tuned. So if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, um, go ahead and do, do so. Hit on the subscribe button on Instagram. We follow us. We under at Latino.Vegano. And go ahead and follow us. Or you can listen to us on Spotify, you know, YouTube, whichever is your favorite um, podcast um, platform or video platform. We're just, we're just there. So stay tuned for a little bit and I'll share with you guys how I got trapped four days inside a car with a little bit of food, no bathroom, no nothing in Panama, one of my recent trips. So let's go. All right. So what happened? So I don't know if you guys remember, but a few, a few weeks ago, um, from the time I'm recording this, this video, I was in Panama City, Panama, right? So I'm handling some business out there, hanging out with my girlfriend and whatnot. And, you know, checking on my family as well. Cause, you know, from what you guys don't know, but for you guys do know, I was born in Panama. So, uh, I try to go often. And so I wasn't there. And, um, the last time I was in Panama around November, December of last year, um, I got into a little situation where I got incarcerated. So if you haven't listened to that story, I'm going to actually refer that story into the, into the link of this video. So, uh, so you guys can hear what happened in that story. And, um, if, if I only have, if I have a, a, a from a different language, I'll try to post the, the opposite story of that one. But anyway, this time around, um, uh, what I was in Panama, we decided to, to go to a place called Boquete. Uh, for those of you who don't know Panama, Boquete is on the, it's actually, uh, it's about, it's about a six hour drive from the city of Panama going towards Costa Rica. So it's basically for us, it's actually going west, uh, right? Um, so this area in Panama, this, we call it province or state for some other people, for the U.S. people. Um, <clears throat> this place in particular uh, is, it's closer to the border with Costa Rica, right? Well, it's at least close to that area or close to that, um, that province and, or that state. And um, like I mentioned, it was about six-hour drive. And in this place in particular, um, it's, it's quite a bit famous because of the weather, especially the one that is high in the mountains, right? Because it's, 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 it's higher ground. Uh, I don't remember how high. Uh, sea level it is, but it's, it's, it's pretty chilly. It's, I guess about, um, it's, I guess about in the seventies, um, Fahrenheit. And it's about, what, 18 Celsius for the guys that do Celsius. So, so it's pretty chilly out there. So it's pretty common for tourists, European from all over Europe. You know, you got people from Switzerland, Sweden, um, Germany, 
Yeah, I mean, you, you name it, like all over Europe, um, they actually go to this place. And it's pretty close to another area of Panama, which is very touristic, called Bocas del Toro, which is an island. It's a beautiful place also, which is very touristy too. I decided to go there. Um, it was uh, it was an interesting trip because, you know, I was going to be like, oh, we're just going to go there, spend a whole week. Um during this time, I'm, I'm, I had the opportunity to work remote. So for a lot of people that know, I handle my businesses uh, remotely for the most part. And so it allows me to to be in different places. So this is something that I'm able to accomplish now this day. So you have more, you wanted to know more information about how I was able to do that. Let me know, and and I will I'm share a little bit more of that story of how I'm able to kind of fully remote and handle a lot of my businesses from my investments, from my businesses, and, and all the things that I do remotely. So. I took this trip and said, "Well, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Boquete. Boquete is only about six hours away from the city of Panama, and it should be a fun trip just because it's kind of a change of scenery, right? Uh, one of the things that I've been learning lately is that it's always good to have a, a change of scenery because it's always uh, it's good. It's good for you because it allows you to be more creative." Uh, also, it gives you the opportunity to see things from a different perspective, even a different ambient. So it, it changed, it changed a lot, right? It does you better, does you good more than bad at the same time, just to have a little change of scenery. So going to this place, which is cooler and, uh, far as weather wise, uh, is more in tune with nature and I'll share a lot of the pictures and stuff of the place. Um, while, while I'm doing recording this, I'll, I'll share some of the, the pictures from the place so you guys can have an idea of what I'm talking about. So, Boquete is pretty famous because of their coffee. So, if you're a coffee drinker, this is a place to go in Panama, um, to go just because of that. Um, they have several, uh, type of coffee from geisha type of coffee to just the basic type. So coffee is really big out there just because of the weather. So you can you can just go literally and do a tour of coffee and then drink coffee all day pretty much. So it really awesome, which I did and I'll share that I'll share that video on my YouTube channel. I'll share that video of all the different activities that ended in Bo in Boquete. But this story is literally not necessarily speaking about all the things that I did in Boquete was actually what happened while I was going to Boquete and on my way back. So this is what this story is all about. I woke up Saturday, so I left Panama at 5 a.m. in the morning of Saturday, July 9. And I drove to Chiriqui, which is the province, right, where is where Boquete is located. And by 10 a.m., 10.30, I was... I was reaching to Chiriqui, so it was only two more hours before we actually hit or we actually get to the town that we needed to go. And when we reached to when we reached to Chiriqui uh, at 10 a.m., uh, I was stopped by a uh, police patrol, or and he was uh, he asked me you know where we're going and said we're going to Boquete. And he said, hey, well, right now there's manifestations in the road and they block the road. So, yes, guys. so basically, um, 
I stay there and there's a whole traffic stop point of blockage uh, that didn't allow me to go through the town that I needed to go for about, well, that was Saturday. That was Saturday night. So I, like I say, I got there Saturday at 1030 and I did not reach to my destination the following day to 1030. So basically it was almost, it was 24 hours, if not more. 24 hours um, through, while I got to a message. It's actually more than 24 hours because I left Panama at 5.30. Remember this, right? So I didn't get to um, the location where I was headed till the next day, which is Sunday, at 10.30 a.m. I made it. So I literally had to stay in that first situation. Um, the first, just heading to Boquete. Just heading to Boquete. Heading to Chiriqui, I stayed there at night. We slept in the car. Um, I had to pee in the street, like literally. Um, so, like I said, I had food with me, so that was not a problem. So, I had this whole situation happen, right? I got to the place, had a good time, spent the whole week in Boquete. And after that, I was like, well, um, I needed I needed to come back to the city, right? Because I needed to catch my flight because I'm heading back, flying back to the state. But what happened was that there were still people protesting. They were still going in the street. They were still blocking the road. There was a there was a shortage, a shortage of gas. There was no gas. There was no food in some places. It was kind of like an apocalypse. It was it was almost very chaotic, just because the way they were protesting. It was affecting um, everyone else. And that was the biggest disconnect, right? You are um, protesting to improve tough stuff in the country, right? But at the same time, you are affecting the people. So it's like you're affecting your own people. And that was the biggest complaint that um, a lot of people had, including myself, is like, especially because I was living it, right? I was in a situation where, hey, I can't, I can't go anywhere. I'm blocked here. I can't go back home. Um, I had no food, had no gas. Uh, and this whole thing is affecting me. So why don't we find better ways to get what we want, to protest, to have the government do something about it without affecting that bad the country, the economy, and all these different things. And they were not, this is not, this is the way, this is the way, this, they were completely, they was completely focused on just doing the way they were doing it because they thought that was the only way that they can get what they wanted. And I have a few suggestions like, well, you can, you can, you, if you want to go down the streets and you want to create chaos, uh, you can always, you can block one lane, but you can still have traffic fluent. It was going to be a slow f- traffic, so it's going to take me 12 hours to get to my destination instead of instead of 24 or 3 days or 2 days, right? But you can still have the f- traffic moving, but move slow by crossing by close, closing one lane. You can close one lane on that side and then close the other lane on the opposite side. And then you at least have traffic moving, moving slowly because it's got people. So guys that drive trucks, they will have to throw away their food. Because it will get rotten. I mean, you the food only lasts for certain, especially vegetables, especially fruits, and these things like that. So now you have to be dealing with a lot of other situations. So that's that's a financial burden in whoever owns that business. That's also a financial burden on people because people were like, hey, now they don't got no food, they don't got no gas, they got no water, et cetera, et cetera, because all the traffic is coming through in and out of the country. 
it happens from those from that main road, right? So all these different things were happening. Here, here we can see a perfect example where all this situation was causing all kind of chaos. This guy got ran over by this vehicle because people were desperate because they want to pass through. This is not the way, right? They were throwing um, bricks and stones to the vehicles, and they just ran over this this poor guy. This guy was saying, no, you cannot cross, you cannot cross. Well, guess what happened? You just got ran over. So this is what the kind of chaos that we were seeing. So it was madness. It was a mess. People were desperate. People wanted to go through, wanted to go home. So just, it was just a mess. So just to continue the story, um, I stayed in Boquete for a week, and I was planning to come back the next Sunday, right? But I stay an additional week just because I wanted to give enough time for this hole to marinate, for it to slow down a little bit, for, you know, the, the whole situation kind of gets better or whatnot. That was my intention. So the whole week comes, the additional week comes also, comes by, and I, I was told, well, it, it should be a lot better now because now after a whole week with no gas, with no food, it, it was trying to flow, right? You're starting to find gas. You're trying to find food now. And uh, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I guess it's my time to go now. So I packed my things, and I was supposed to return on Friday. So I stayed an extra week. And on July the 22nd, right, as a Friday, I decided to head out. I'm like, you know what? I'm leaving now. It's Friday. It should be better. It's already been two weeks since this whole situation. Sure, I think she should have no problem. But guess what? As soon as I left, I drove, got my stuff. Same thing, you know, ate. Got a little couple of food just, just, just in case for the road. And we head out. I got the first, um, I found the first group of, of, of people protesting and blocking the street, um, maybe like 45 minutes, just as soon as, I mean, 45 minutes driving. And as soon as I just, I drove like 45 minutes and I found out that there was a, there, there was, there was already, uh, a group of people blocking the, the road. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, so hopefully this is just going to be a short one. That one wasn't, it was, it was actually even worse. So I, um, I was in Panama. Um, Chiriqui, first stop, Jorconcito. We made it at 2 p.m. And they, 2 p.m. on a Friday, July the 22nd, and they did not open the road until 1 p.m., 1 p.m. the next day. So I spent pretty much the whole night, the whole night there, right? So the whole night, all morning, and then at 1 p.m., around 1 p.m., they open, and I drove out about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, and bam, find another one. <laughs> so there was another, um, there's another group of people protesting. So the whole situation is in each, there were five total, or five total of barricade that I needed to go through five different ones, right? And each barricade and each stop, um, there were different people asking for different things. They were not even unified. It were five different group of people, five different group of either other Indians or teachers because the whole country was like, well, there was a set of group of people in the country protesting. And there were five different ones protesting and then they had different things that they were asking for. So they were not even unified. So when I actually made it through one, 
I didn't I have to stop on the next one and then wait. The, the, the wait starts. The wait starts. You know what I mean? So it's, it was, it's a never ending thing. So I, like I said, got the first one. They opened it up at Saturday at one o'clock and then passed through. Boom. I hit this. I hit the second one. The second one, San Lorenzo in this case, uh, for people who are familiar with that area. Um, we made it about 3 p.m. And then they did not open. They said it was going to open at 11 p.m. They did not open until 4 a.m. in the morning. Right? They opened at 4 a.m. So I passed San Lorenzo. I, I hit the third one about 6 a.m., San Felix. Right? At 6 a.m. And they did not open at least till like 9.30 a.m. They opened that one. And then from that point on, I had two more, I had two more to go. The fourth one, um, I made it about a four, 9.45, and they didn't open to like, I'll say about 11-ish, 10. Well, I think it was like about 10. And then the last one, uh, it was like 10.15, and they opened at 10.30. So the last two ones were a lot less of wait, but it was still waiting time. So I had to go through all that. So I had to go through all these five different barricades. So basically, we're talking that I left this place Boquete, Friday. I made it to the city of Panama on a Sunday. I made it. I made it home Sunday at five thirty a.m. Five thirty a.m. on a Sunday. So it took me almost three or three days, two days, and you add the extra day um, of my going in, almost four days actually to make it from a six-hour drive road trip. This experience was. It was it was an experience that a lot of people would be like, oh my god, this is horrible, and this is this this and this is that. But first of all, I have a story to tell because there was the the the, the situation how it happens, and how resilient you have to be. You know, I'm sleeping in the car, I'm doing my necessities in the street. Um, I um I'm dealing with you know there's there's a lot of people in the street in the road walking. Because there's a lot of immigrants that's walking through Panama so they can come to the U.S. So that's a different story. So you have a different people walking. They're asking for money. You know, so you're in survivor mode, right? I'm not sleeping well. I'm not eating well. Um, so, I mean, I'm going through all this situation, all this set of emotions. And then you don't know what the insensitive in the country is. You're concerned about your family. You're concerned about the people you are around. You're concerned about everybody else. So you don't know what's going on. So at that point, it's, it's, it's like it's a situation where you, you don't know what to do. And you continue yourself pushing and believing. At the same time, you, you want to be able to stay Stay humble, stay resilient, stay strong because they they need you to stay that way because you don't know what's going to happen. You you have to be always alert because anything is possible. Um, you got to make sure that you don't waste all your gas because you don't even know you're going to be able to get gas. Um, you got to make sure that you drink water and no water, but not too much water. You have to drink water, but not too much water because you don't want to be going to the restroom all the time and then it's, it's not even public restrooms, you have to do your stuff in the street. So there's a lot of things that's going on, right? It's, it's very chiotic. So we, I've never been in a war, but it, it's, 
it's similar to like being in a war zone basically because it's it's all these different things going on you make friends with your with people that are in the road and then cars breaks down people get tired and then just just return they find an old way um it, it's all kind of emotion you get mad at people outside so it's just a lot of emotions going through right and then through those emotions you you don't you can act differently so for me it was one of those experiences that i was like you know what there has to be there has to be a, a reason. There has to be, you have to have a message, something that you can take out out of this experience. This is just not something that happens to happen. There has to be something. So what is it? And I kept asking myself, I asked my girlfriend this question too, like what is it that we can get out of this experience? Because it's, there's no way that you're going to go through all this and this is nothing you can get out of it, something positive. And the positive thing that I got out of this experience was that, first of all, on my way back, when, when I was going back to Panama, I have an option. Right? I had two options. One, I could have just turned around and said, you know what? Forget it. I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm not going to go through all this. Let me stay here another week, right? And uh, whenever it happens, happens, and then I'll go, and I'll go home. Or you can say, you know what? I'm just going to go move forward. I'm just going to continue going. So I personally decided to, I'm just going to go. Um, my destination is going home and I'm just going to go home regardless of how long does it take. I had three days to make this thing happen. That's why I left on a Friday, right? So I'm going to waste my whole weekend trying to do this, but I'm going to go home. I'm not going to spend another time, another, another week or another two weeks, whenever they decided to do, they wanted to stop doing this so I can get to my destination. I'm not going to do that. So I had a goal. My goal is I'm going home and by all means necessary, I'm just going to go home. So my lesson was that I was being resilient. I was being determined, right? Determination. I was going to get to my goal. What's my goal? My goal was I'm going to get to, I'm going to go home. I'm going to reach to my destination. And that means that every time you have a goal in life, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be bumps in the road. I have many bumps in the road, several things that I have to deal with. I have five bumps in the road, for saying, per se, even more. I have different um, situations that I had to deal with before I got to where I needed to go. I had to deal with um, all different types of uncertainties, right? But that's how life is. Life, that's not a, you, you can have a vision, you can have a goal, you can have, you, have, you need to have all those things, and that's what's going to drive you to where you need to go. You have a business goal. You have a, you have a career goal. A, a, any, any type of goal that you have, you have a, a personal life goal, but it's, you're going to be facing different challenges during that process. And the ones that win and succeed are the ones that stay resilient, stay the course, stay focused, stay determined. They stay committed. Those are the ones that win. I won because I stay committed. I continue pushing through regardless of the situation. It was not easy. I was hungry. I was tired. Um, you know, I was, I was a little bit upset, which I, she shouldn't be. Um, I, all these emotions going through, right? I wanted to be home. I wanted to sleep in my bed. You know, all these different things. But I stayed the course. I'm not going to go. There was no, I'm not going back. That's not an option. I'm going to continue moving forward. 
send me home if you want to send me home. But I personally, I'm going to continue moving. I'm going to get to my destination by all means. So that was the message that I got from this. And this is a message that you can take too. No matter what you're going on life, set yourself a goal and stay committed. Stay in the course. You're going to find bumps. You're going to find issues. You're going to find obstacles, challenges. But there's no challenge in this world that you cannot accomplish if you don't put your mind into it. That's my message for you today, right? right? That's the biggest takeaway that I got out of this experience. There's no story for me if I cannot share you guys with something positive out of that story. If I can share with you guys how was I was able to manage to accomplish that. And I did. And you can do it too. Because this, the only difference is a mindset shift. You have to change your mindset. Shift your mindset. Think different about situations. And look for the positive in things. This is just a minor thing. Now I'm home, I'm relaxing, you know, I'm back home and everything is good. At that moment, I was a little bit upset, depressed. I was, I wanted to go home, I was tired. But guess what? Stay committed, stay focused, always follow your instinct and go for what you want to do. Follow your goals and that's it. So I'll see you guys in the next episode, all right? Thank you guys. Don't forget, subscribe.